On today's Coach and Coordinator podcast, we dip back into our game plan for your next job series. It's a series we've been running here for the last two off-seasons, and we wanted to continue to provide you great information on how you get your next coaching job, whether that be as a head coach, a coordinator, or even a position coach. And to joining us to discuss this is an expert on the topic, Coach Chris For Chris, always great to have you here on the podcast. Hey, good morning, Keith. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. So I call you Coach Chris Four, but you've actually uh, made a bit of a, a career change here. You're now a principal, which I think, you know, we we look at you as an insider into this because you've been an athletic director. You've been on the coach's side of the table. But we've talked about this before. The principal is always a stakeholder in this, too. So even more insight into what goes into this process. Yeah, it's been uh, heading into my, my third year here as, as an administrator, first year as a principal, and, and definitely even, uh, you know, moving from that athletic director seat over to uh, an, assistant, an assistant principal and then now a principal, definitely, you know, a, a little different, looking at looking at guys through a little bit of a different lens, not just the athletic lens, but, you know, how is this guy or gal going to uh, help our, our entire campus now, so yeah, it's it's definitely looking at guys and gals and in interviews uh, a little different through a, a principal lens. And I think you would agree, Chris, just with the events over the, the last year, I think everybody has become hypercritical about who is the person that we're hiring, who's leading our program, what are they going to say, how are they going to purport themselves as the leader of this program, because it reflects on everybody involved. And I think you know, not that that wasn't ever a focus before, but I think now um, it's it's more of a uh, a challenge in making sure that you find the right person, and it's also for those coaches, you know, being on point and understanding uh, that you always have to do the right things, that you're always under the microscope. Maybe now more than ever. Yeah, that's a really good point, Keith. The the kind of whole cancel culture aspect right now that 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 we're living in nationwide definitely puts a little more pressure on administrators to uh to make sure you know i've always you know since i became an athletic director in 2010 i've always dug into the past of guys and and really tried to talk to a lot of people as i do my background work on guys uh but but i think even now even now there's more pressure on coaches, um, on uh, athletic directors, even head coaches, as they hire assistants, you know, to, to make sure you're you're getting a solid person in, in that vacancy because of what you've just said. You know, there's there's all eyes on deck these days. You really can't hide from anything, uh, you know, that that might be in your past, et cetera. And so that that is very important. And uh, I like the way you put that. So in, in looking at that, Chris, we've you and I talked a little bit a few weeks ago about just the changes in this process. Uh, we, you know, in various places in the country have been in shutdowns, various modes of shutdown. It looks like it's going to continue, uh, maybe even get locked down a little bit more here as we get into the winter, which are the hiring months typically for football programs and athletic directors. And uh, while it seems like maybe because there's places where things haven't moved and budgets are tight. Maybe there's not going to be changes because there's, 
you know, anytime you make a change, there's there's certainly an investment in time and resources in that. But uh, there's going to be jobs open, uh, and it's uh, a different playing field than it was 12 months ago. Uh, there's a lot more you need to think about, and you know what's interesting is where before you were going and sitting down in person with people and being able to read a room and and connect with people because you're in the physical space, a lot of this is being done even into the late rounds and final rounds virtually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, the world has changed so much in, in the world of interviewing. I think uh, in the last, you know, well, since March, um, I'll never forget the first interview I did on Zoom of a candidate. You know, it was a teaching candidate that we did uh, – I don't know, maybe the middle of April, middle of in, middle towards the end of April, and our HR at my my school district, HR was like, yeah, we're going to do this virtually, you know, on on Zoom platform. And so long ago, Keith, they called it the platform, Zoom platform. <laughs> you know, now we've just labeled that down Zoom. But uh, I was like, oh man, this is funky. And then and then we're going to bring them in right after that, like narrow the campus down. No, nobody can come on in the campus or into the district right now, so it'll all be virtual. And I thought, as soon as I heard our, our director of HR say that, I thought to myself, uh, boy, the entire game has just changed. You know, I mean, at the drop of a hat. Now, I think everything goes in cycles, you know, these really big cycles that we see and the pendulum swings. And right now, Keith, I think it's never been easier to interview for a job. I mean, uh, this job I'm sitting in now as a principal, I started on July 1st here this year, 2020. Uh, my first two interviews were at home. I was wearing shorts down below and flip-flops and, and a tie and, and a coat, you know, up top. So uh, it's never been easier to interview for a job than it is today. I, I don't know that many places are bringing people in uh, to interview around the nation because now with, with Zoom and some online platforms, it's, it's just so easy for everybody. You know, when, when I interviewed for this principal job, I think there was uh, eight people on the panel, the first interview, and they were all sitting in the comfort of their own home. You know, a couple of them were, were on site here at my school in their offices, but uh, that's definitely one thing that's, that's been a big change here uh, since since all these shutdowns is that uh, interviewing now online, it's, uh, again, I, I don't think it's ever been easier to interview. Uh, with that, obviously, there, there comes some challenges as well. But uh, I think I think that the way people are interviewing now, the way districts and, and universities are doing that, uh, I think it'll be like this for a little while. Again, it's, it's very easy to do. Uh, you know, I I interviewed a candidate here about a month ago, Keith, for a, a uh, English language arts teaching job. Uh, she was sitting in an airport, you know, because that's, she really wanted this job. Uh, we were having interviews for like a four hour window. Uh, and she was traveling to see her mother, who's uh, who, who's out of state in the Midwest. And so, boy, you you talk about an opportunity she had, you know that that would have never worked out before. But we were interviewing all of our candidates that way. And so, I think that the interviewing game has changed for a little while. But I think eventually the the pendulum will come back where where companies and and school districts and universities will say, you know what, we're really not getting a real good beat on these people online let's let's bring them in back into the office you know and th that might be a few years but uh it's definitely a very interesting situation right now 
Well, I think in, in some regards, and, and we might end up seeing that hybrid form of it. I mean, I can think early rounds and just, you know, being on, on uh, college coaching staffs and interviewing candidates, whether that was in the athletic department, which they would usually bring in the full-time assistance for, or for our particular team, is that, you know, you did want to, in the college level, I mean, it's, it's going to be from around the country. And we used to do those on a, a phone. We'd all sit in a room on a phone. And I think, you know, it's better being able to actually see somebody on Zoom. But the opportunity opens up for people to explore maybe some of those moves to a different state. And, you know, I'm thinking even just high school level to a different state, a new community. Uh, I can remember, and I'm sure you can too, you know, back in the early days of being a head coach and, and uh, you know, wanting to climb that ladder and find the right program that, you know, I'd, I'd drive two, three, four hours to a job that I wasn't quite sure about, like, you know, but I'm going to go. I want the opportunity. So I got to spend a full full day. Whereas with this, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip on Zoom and spend 45 minutes to an hour and learn what I need to as well. Because you and I talked about that last time. I mean, this interview process is a two-way deal. It's not just, you know, one side learning about who they're candidate is it's you learning about uh that program that school that community as well so i think it's a tremendous opportunity especially for the early rounds to figure out is is this an uh, you know the right opportunity for me yeah no absolutely yeah very well put it, it doesn't give us that that opportunity to you know get our feet into that campus or business as much but uh but I think it's it's still a chance to you know get to know those those folks running that school or that that university that business, uh, you know to yeah to get our feet wet. So, for the unforeseeable future, though, this is the playing field we're working on with Zoom, and you know you mentioned there are some challenges to this, uh, both for you on on your side as the interviewer, but uh, especially you know, on this other side, which we want to address the interviewee and, and how to be able to do some of the things that, uh, you know, were easy, more easily done being face to face. Like I said before, even just little things like reading the room when you, you know, as you're looking around the table and you're talking about a certain thing and, you know, one of those key stakeholders perks up a little bit because that's their area of interest you know what you can do to maybe focus on that a little bit more and talk to that particular person yep. uh, to let them know what they need to know about you and, and whatever that might be interested in. So uh, I guess for you in, in looking at this, uh, what are some of the key things our, our listeners, our coaches need to learn as as they're going into these situations, these Zoom or whatever it might be, you know, uh, uh, any kind of, of uh, video platform where they're interview, interviewing on? Yeah, Keith, good question. I, I wrote I wrote out uh, last night. I kind of wrote down some you know some keys. I think keys to interviewing on Zoom. Uh, you know, the first one I wrote down here was still still dress the part. You know, I think there's a tendency you feel comfortable. You're sitting in your own house, your own bedroom, living room, what have it. There's I, and I've seen this again. I've, I've interviewed I think about fifty to sixty people. Uh, on on zoom or google meet here in the last since since april uh you know we've hired a, a bunch of teachers here at my new school even some coaches we've we've had to hire an interview online and so i i think the first one is still dressing that part you know i i've seen on through interviewing some of these guys and gals online 
I've seen some some people that would never walk into the interview room, you know, wearing a T-shirt or a simple polo. And so I still think it's important, you know, we talk in the interview world about you want to stand out. Uh, I, I still think it's important to do your best there and still dress the part. That, that's the first thing I wrote. Be, and, and, and kind of along with that dressing the part is you want to make sure what's behind you in that interview room. And some people don't think about this, but you want to make sure that, you know, what's behind you is clean and orderly. I've, I've again, we interviewed a teacher who, you know, you look, you look behind in the, uh, the office, the person was sitting in and I said, Holy smokes. I mean, this room is so unorganized and so cluttered. Is this what their classroom is going to be like? And is this an indication of, you know, the organizational skills? So I'd say that's, that's the first key. You want to dress the part still, and then make sure you've got, you know, a, a good, clean, organized, professional background as best you can. Yeah, I, I think two very important points. And I was going to ask you about it, but you broke it up, that, that setting behind you, right, being in, in the right place. And I would say, you know, if uh, you don't feel comfortable about the look and test it out before, turn your Zoom on, look around you. What is that communicating about you? Uh, you can use a virtual yeah. background, too, which, which can help. Uh, and, and the other part, too, is is absolutely correct, at least up top, like you pointed out before. you got to be business up top, even if, if you're at the beach below. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, on the, on the virtual background, one of the things I did for this principal job I have, um, you know, I, I went on, on their website. I got a, a, this beautiful picture of one of their insides of their building. Um, and I put that up as a, as a virtual background in my second interview. And uh, the panel just, they, they loved that concept, you know, that I was putting myself right on their campus. Uh, a few of those folks mentioned to me later how, how impressive that was. And it took me 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but for those people, yeah, for those people, it showed that, you know, hey, I, I took a few extra steps to put myself in their, in their shoes already. Yeah. That, that imagery can be very powerful, right? Putting yourself in it. We do it all the time when we're putting together the portfolio for a program, you know, making sure the, the cover is going to include some branding for that particular school, whether that's their logo or their helmet, you know, always something that you do in those situations. And so why not in this case, you know, put that brand behind you, let them envision you as part of the brand. And, you know, it's, it's going to get into uh, the psyche of the interviewer. They're going to associate you with that. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So coach, what's the, the next uh, tip you have for us? Yeah, I'd say the next thing on interviewing, you know, via zoom or, or online here is be, be ready to go, be early, be ready to go. You know, uh, these interview panelists, you know, they're, they're sitting in their office for maybe two or three hours at one time. And they've got a bunch of interviews lined up, you know, just like they always have, but, but they've been in a, a central place. But I'll, I'll tell you, there's nothing more frustrating as an administrator when your your candidate's not ready to go. And and to me, Keith, that speaks volumes. You know, does this person not want a job? And it's it's amazing. I would say 30% or so, roughly, roughly 30% of the candidates that we've interviewed online since April, um, they haven't been ready to go when we start the interview. We're sitting there waiting for them. And, and I think, again, that, that says a lot about a candidate, you know, there, you gotta be punctual. And now the flip side is when, when I'm sitting here 
you know, we're, we, we've wrapped up an interview. The interview team is sitting here talking about that candidate, maybe looking, looking at the resume of the next person coming in when they're five minutes early, you know, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm the one running the zoom meeting and I go, Oh, Hey, Hey, the candidates here, you know, they're in the interview room. They're waiting. They're in the waiting room. Uh, the flip side tells me, all right, that's, that's somebody chomping at the bit. That's somebody organized, ready to go, who wants this job. So I think the, the second most important thing there is, is be ready to go and be early up to that interview. Absolutely. Just like you would in person, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to walk in late to a, to an interview uh, in, in the real world. Don't do it online. Yeah. Great, great point. Uh, coach, what do you have for us next? Uh, the next one would be have, have your tech dialed in. You know, you've, you've got one shot at this thing. Uh you've got one shot at this interview. So make sure you're in a spot. Uh, you know, if, if you're out traveling like this lady I referred to in the airport, uh, you know, make sure ahead of time, you've got a great Wi-Fi connection. Uh, about three years ago, I was interviewing for an assistant principal job in a district I really, really wanted to be in. I was speaking at the California athletic directors association conference up in Northern California. And so I wasn't able to make the interview, uh, but, you know, they set it up to interview me on Skype back then, just right on my cell phone on Skype. And it was the worst 20-minute interview I've ever been in in my life. And I think they cut it short because my connection was awful, Keith. Yeah. And uh, my Wi-Fi kept going kind of in and out. And it was it was horrendous. And so, obviously, I didn't move forward in that opportunity. But, but that was one opportunity I had at a really good district that I blew, it, it was kind of out of my hands, to be honest with you. I had no Wi-Fi connection at that hotel I was sitting in. But, you know, looking back, maybe I could have, I, I don't know, I could have found some way to find better Wi-Fi. So that's that's my third point. Have your tech dialed in. Make sure you get that all, all ready to go because, you know, you, you might be a great candidate. You might be the best one in the pool. But if you've got a bad connection, and, again, that's something I've seen since April, uh, you know, if, if it's frustrating for the panel, they're – they got another person to interview. They're not going to give you a lot of grace. Yeah, it, it could be very frustrating. I think it's something you got to be testing that out. And and I would add, um, you know, along with that, as much as possible to. I know you had that uh, lady you mentioned in the airport, but uh, to put yourself in an environment that is not going to have this d- distractions, whether that's you know the dog barking yes. or the kids playing or. Uh, you know, every now and then I got to I got to delay a, a a podcast recording because the, there's a landscaper outside the window or something with, you know, <laughs> cut, cutting things up. Yep. So uh, just things like sometimes out of your control, you don't know they're going to happen. But as much as possible, try to control that environment. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Absolutely. The, the next one I have, Keith, number four, uh, you're you got to think of some ways for your personality to really come through, you know. Uh, you've got to smile. You got to smile more than you would, I think, in person. You know, you got you got to try to laugh. You got to try to be a little loose in that interview. And I think that that's a little different than that in-person interview because I think you just have to look for more ways to allow your personality to come through. I, I interviewed myself. I was a candidate back in uh, back this summer. I was interviewing for an assistant principal job at a school, and uh, right I. I had just walked into my office from something I was doing on campus where I had a mask on. And so I said, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to make these. And it was my second interview with this, this school. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to lighten the, lighten them up a little bit. I'm just going to wear this mask as I'm, uh, as I'm interviewing, you know, and I wasn't going to wear it the whole time, but 
Uh, obviously, it, it's kind of silly to sit here wearing a mask when you're in an office all by yourself. But what that did keep was when I came on the screen and there was a panel of six or seven people, you know, for whatever reason, they thought that was kind of funny. I was sitting there wearing that, you know. And uh, and I said, oh, can I take this off? And and then they're like, yeah, you're you're good, you know. So it was uh, it was just a way though for me to show a little bit of personality, getting that committee to smile a little bit, uh, getting that committee to laugh a little bit. So I think you need to look for ways to to let your personality show through in these in these Zoom interviews. Absolutely, if you're somebody, and most coaches are uh, are able to to feed off of other people's energy. It's different when it's done via zoom. You know, you, you kind of have to think of even amping yourself up a little bit more than you normally would be, uh, not forgetting, you know, I'm somebody who likes to, uh, as I'm sitting here, even with you on a podcast, using my hands to, uh, you know, to make points and, and so do those things, uh, pretend you're in the exact same room. Don't, don't just sit there as a a talking head, uh, still try to, to put that emotion and body language into things. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the next point kind of goes right into that is that you've got to keep their attention span even more than an in-person interview. And so be quicker than you usually would. I think that, you know, that's one thing I've seen just feedback in, in my panels that I've had here for job, for interviewing folks is that it's, it's, it's a little harder. It's a little harder to sit at your desk interviewing these people, you know, who, who are in another room or, or wherever they are. Um, it's just a little harder mentally on, on the interview panel to stay plugged in and dialed into that person. You might have some, you know, an email popping up or, or stuff happening on your computer that you're usually not distracted by. And so you really want to be able to keep the attention of that interview committee. And I think like you just said, great point, you know, that body language. I also talk with my hands. Um, do that in that interview, but, but keep your answers quicker, a little shorter than you usually would just to keep their attention span and, and keep that interview moving. Don't sell yourself short where, you know, where you don't, don't think it's where you think it's important not to, I'm not saying to, you know, give, give brief, too brief of answers, but you want to keep them a little quicker and tighter than you would in a in, when when you're in the room. Yeah, that that's a great point because on the other side of it, we know uh, all of us having sit, sat in Zoom meetings and in those conversations, there's certainly that opportunity, you know, for the interviewer to get this interviewer committee to get distracted as well. Check their email, check their phone, see what's going on in the background with their kids as they're sitting at home, whatever it might be. Uh, Keep it on point. I agree with you 100%. Coach, what's, what do you have for us next? So, yeah, the, the last key that I, I wrote down here, Keith, is, is you want to – and, and this, this is the same in person. When you go to that in-person interview, nothing makes me – tells me more about a candidate than when I receive an email before the interview or, or after the interview uh, that says, Hey, I'm, I'm coming in to interview with you this afternoon. I just wanted to, you know, send my resume to you in case you don't have it or remind you who I am. When I get that sort of email and it's very, very rare, it's, it's less than 10% of candidates ever reach out to me before the interview. But I think that's a really good key, a really good way for coaches to stand out to that committee is trying to figure out if you're able to. And, and, you know, I talk about this a lot in the job search process find out who's going to be on that interview panel 
uh, reach out to them. You know, the, the day of that interview, if it's in the afternoon, if it's in the morning, reach out to them the day before. Um, just, again, send your, send your cover letter, your resume, and a quick brief email. Just get your information before that committee again, or at least the, the principal if you're at a high school, the AD if you're at a college university, uh, and then follow up as well. And so, you know, that's something I've always advised. But I think that now in this Zoom uh, format that we're in, that little thing goes a long way. And I think it means even more now to send out that email before the interview and then send out an email to that panel afterwards, uh, thanking them, you know, for their time. I, I just think that, again, that helps you to stand out. And you'd be shocked at, at the very few percentage of people, I'd say even after an interview, it's, you know, five to eight percent of people even reach out after an interview to say thank you for that time but but again in this world where you know i think companies i, I know companies and schools they're interviewing a few more people right now for their jobs because it is easier okay you got to do even a little more to stand out and so uh back when i was coaching keith i would email that that panel afterwards uh maybe the next day uh, I would I would email them my portfolio, uh, and you know, hey, here's here's a, a three things I want to do at your school, and so again, I think that that's important to follow up now more than ever. Yeah, I think if if you do your work beforehand, sometimes they let you know who's going to be sitting on that committee. Um, I uh, a, a little over a year ago was asked to interview for a Division three head coaching job here and. Um, I wanted to go through the process. I didn't know what my interest was at that time to go back through it, but I could say I learned a lot about the process in going through, uh, and I knew who was going to be on the committee. I did my research on them. And then afterwards, you know, through that, that process, you know, I was able to learn a little bit by the questions they asked, what were the things they were really interested in? And while that, that thank you, um, there was some general things and certainly, like you said, maybe the top three things you want to do, but there were things tailored to each of those people on that, uh, committee who, you know, if, as an example, you know, the academics liaison, um, you know, things that I could, uh, again, reemphasize cause it was a question came up or was a point I made to, to go back and think of not just a copy and paste to each of those people. I think you're better personalizing it because they compare notes, right? Uh, they know real quick that everybody oh, yeah. got the same email. Yep, yep. No, absolutely. You want you want to be able to send that out to to everyone on that panel if you can, uh, you know. And that's that's one of the good things about interviewing here uh, online. You know, I, I I did that exact thing when I got this job as a principal. I I wrote down the names of those people. You know, on Zoom, a lot of times it'll, the 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 name of everybody comes up, and so. I wrote those names down and they had no idea, you know, they can't see my hand on my desk. They had no idea. I was writing down the name of those seven or eight people in that interview. And so uh, I think that's a, a, a really good idea. And that's actually a benefit. That's one of those benefits of, of interviewing now on zoom is, you know, when, when we're in the room, it kind of goes so quick. You, you're not able to really write down the name of that interview committee, but, but when you're online, that makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. And, and on your side, you know, you might not be able to record that Zoom, but you could do a screen recording uh, to allow you to go back and uh, a couple things. Number one, get all those those names. Um, what were the important points that were made? What were the things they were asking? What might you want to follow up on? But number two, 
Uh, this is all in the evaluation process. So when you have that video of yourself and you can go back through and see, oh man, I can't believe I said this or I need to have a better answer to this question, you're going to fine tune who you are as the interviewee as well. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And that's an awesome point. That's a great point you've made, Keith. I think it's it's very simple. And I, again, I, I did the same thing in, in interviewing for this job I have right now is I just recorded myself on my phone uh, because again, and I, I've done that in, in other inter- in-person interviews over the years. I, you know, you can, you can kind of slip that, uh, phone in your pocket, you know, recording as you go into the room. Um, it's even easier now to do that, you know, in, in the comfort of your home at your desk. Absolutely. So uh, a couple other things I mentioned myself having interviewed for that job and, and my first interview was, was, uh, via phone and I had everybody, uh, tuned in on, on, on the phone. So we didn't have zoom at that time, which is crazy. Cause you, you would, you know, that is not that long ago. That was a year ago. And then zoom came onto the plat, you know, f- as a platform of, and then shut down, um, but certainly has been around. Um, one thing that they asked, and I think this is, is something that can be very valuable, is they wanted all candidates to put together a brief video explaining who you are and what you wanted to do. And, you know, that three minutes seems like it could be a long time, but when you're really refining, this is at the heart what I'm about and what I want to do for this program – that took me quite a long time to be able to do, and, and I mean, I I ended up as you know uh, there, in the in the finals there, and uh, you know for a job I wasn't sure if I was even interested in. Um, but I think part of it was like I did a good job communicating up front uh, exactly what I wanted to do, but that was not easy. You know, we sit to, there and put together our portfolios, and those things can get pretty thick. And, and honestly, like, is everybody going to look at them? Uh, probably not. Yeah. But when you have to do it in the video form, I think, number one, you want to get to, to the top of the pile. If you communicate those things very well, uh, they're going to see you're putting that extra effort into this particular job and doing something that most people are not right now. So I think that would be good to be able to put something together and send that along. Um, and I think it helps you be concise because I, I guess the other question I, I had for you, you know, in interviews sometimes we'll pull out something from our portfolio and show everybody um and i think you know you have the opportunity to share something on your screen but i also could see where that could be a pitfall again just to that idea of being concise uh taking yourself off the screen which i'm not sure you want to do any thoughts on on that yeah you know i haven't uh i haven't seen well, we, we really, I haven't given a candidate that opportunity, you know, to share their screen, but I could see that being something, you know, two or three rounds deep into an interview. If, you know, if, if a district or, or a college university is hiring, you know, maybe a head coach and they're, they're never going to bring him into the room. They're, they're going to do it just solely on zoom the whole time. You know, that, that might be something that the coaches definitely want to prepare for to have something, ready to go. I assume, you know, you would know going into that interview that they're not going to surprise you, but uh, yeah, I would say, you know, make sure it is, it is very organized. It is very dialed in before you uh, take a chance by putting something up. Yes. Well, coach, uh, I really appreciate you join, joining us and giving us those tips. I know you've done a lot here in putting together uh, the, the resume writing guide. Uh, Insider's got a resume writing on CoachTube. I know this is something you do prov- provide as a service, but uh, because of 
your time. Um, that it does cost a little bit more to get that personal attention. I think what's great about this is uh, you've made this available to everybody. So just as we were talking about before, the convenience of being digital, I think you've done a great job with this. And, you know, I was impressed as I was going through it. Uh, a friend of mine and, and been on the podcast a couple times as well, Ian Shoemaker, who is uh, the offensive coordinator at Eastern Washington. Uh, he enlisted your services for uh, the time where he was interviewing for the head coaching job at Central Washington, which he did get. Um, and his uh, his uh, testimonial here, I think, is, is just phenomenal. When the right job opened up for me, I looked for the best support person I could to find to make sure I would get an interview. Chris was able to help me organize my resume and supported me in producing an infographic that got my foot in the door. Thanks, Chris. Uh, again, an incredible testimonial for somebody who our listeners uh, know from this podcast as well. Uh, a great service. But talk to us a little bit about what you've put together digitally and made available really for everybody to uh, look at and learn from at their convenience. Yeah, I've been I've been doing you know custom athletic resumes uh, since about 2012, Keith. So the last eight years, um, you know, I've been uh, basically helping coaches to get their foot in the door. A lot of coaches don't know how to write resumes. Uh, they 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 write their resume using a business format, and they get frustrated because their resume is not working for them. And so they they look to an outside source. You know, they look for advice. They look for an opinion. And who better to get an opinion from than somebody who's been an athletic director now an athletic administrator and a principal. So um, I, I've been able to help coaches all over the nation from, you know, really only at the football, in the football world, only, only uh, one uh, division, division one guy, you know, most of the time you're not going to need a resume for division one job, but did, did have a big 10 uh, assistant last year, hire me all the way down to the high school level. Uh, about 70% of the business is high school, the other 30% is college. And uh, what I've done, Keith, because, you know, some coaches, it's kind of gotten to a supply and demand point for me because I've just, I've been so busy with these over the years. And uh, last last off season, it was about 125 resumes from, you know, November to February. So it takes a lot of time. So the price has to be a little higher for me. It's, it's something I do on the nights and the weekends. So uh, what I did was I created at a much lower price point, under $100 now, I created a video course on CoachTube. It's six hours, six hours of on-demand video that, that walks coaches through the exact process that I have used over the years to help coaches get their foot in the door, get their dream job. And so now instead of you know having to spend a couple hundred dollars to have somebody uh, dial in and create that resume. Uh, you can you can sit and watch it on your own. Uh, uh, you you can watch the step by step process. I also give you uh, my book, an insider's guide to scoring your next coaching job. Talks a lot about the interview process in there. Uh, we give you a couple cover letter templates and then the actual resume template that I use. And so um, again, I just I think it's a great opportunity for coaches who. You know, they might not want to spend $225 on that resume, but, but they're able to spend, you know, less than 100 bucks, sit at their own house, go through that at their leisure to dial in a, a tremendous resume that will help them get their foot in the door for that next job. And it's a resource I highly recommend. We've had Coach Foron uh, before talking exactly about some of the do's and don'ts of uh, the resume writing and cover letter writing, and that is in one of our podcasts. I will link that 
in our show notes, as well as a link to Coach Four's course on CoachTube. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Four and find his website at 8laces.org. Spell those words out, 8laces.org. Again, just a tremendous resource. Coach, great tips today. Really appreciate you taking time here on the podcast. And uh, we're excited that we could put this info out for coaches as they game plan for their next job. Yeah, no, Keith, thanks for having me. I think, you know, we're in a new world with these interviews. So I'm I'm hopeful that uh, some coaches, you know, picked up a a few tips here today with you. I I love what you're doing with this podcast. And it's been exciting to see it, it really grow over the years. So thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.